0: Welcome to How the West is Number One. My name is Jules Brook, and this podcast has been proudly sponsored by the Maribyrnong City Council and is all about the extraordinary business owners we have in this area. Christy Bussetil, I am so excited to have you as my guest for How the West Was One podcast.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Jules, for having me.
0: It's going to be really interesting to hear um, about your business, which is called Yong Sim. Yes. So tell everybody. Let's start off with tell everybody what it is that you do. Um,
1: so I'm a taekwondo instructor. Yeah. Um, I have I've had the business for 16 years and in, wow. in the west. Yeah. Really? So we've been around for a long time. Um, so basically, I teach anybody and everyone that is interested in learning martial arts. So, that can be from kids to adults but also people like special needs um, and anybody that has any personal challenges so that we create a very safe and comfortable environment. Amazing. And
0: yeah. uh, So, the big question, I guess, is why did you set it up? But then I want to hear a bit more about what you do. Yeah. So, But what? how did you end up setting it up?
1: Um, so, after I finished um, competing um, ah, professionally, yes. Wow. Um, I retired um, after the Commonwealth Games in 2006. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? with my martial arts career and I thought oh I'll why not start teaching.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah and I thought you know what there's no or well, not really many female taekwondo instructors no. or martial arts instructors around. So I thought well it's something different, something that I can add to the community yeah. um and offer a different perspective on what traditional martial arts is so that's probably why I started it. Right. Yeah.
0: competing though in the in the Commonwealth yeah, Games. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So let's go right back right. first, yep. and um, tell me about what where where you grew up, what kind of a family you grew up in, and then I'm going to hear all about your career. That's
1: right. Well, I'm I'm a Westie. Yeah. Through and through through and through. <laughs> yes. So this is quite fitting. Born and um bred. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I grew up in Footscray. I had a really unusual kind of uh, early upbringing. So my parents were cleaner caretakers at what was called Footscray Girls back then.
0: Okay. So
1: we actually lived inside.
0: The school. Oh, wow. so is that the one that's on Barkley Street?
1: Yeah, right yeah. So inside the school. Inside the school, there used to be an, an old house, and my um, my family was there. So um, my parents are cleaner caretakers, so I had access to the entire school. Oh, my my oh. my childhood up till I was about nine or ten years old.
0: And you have brothers and sisters?
1: I have a younger brother, okay, seven so years so younger. The two
0: of you get oh, quite a big quite a bit gap. big gap. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So there's a big gaps. So it's mainly just me at the time there. Yeah, so that was on on Geelong Road, and then we moved into West Footscray And how old that. were
0: you when you moved into West Footscray?
1: Um So I was about nine or ten.
0: So did you go yeah. to school at the school
1: as uh, well? Yeah, I did in the end.
0: How was that? What's that, was like? a, that was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting <laughs> when you're living there, you're yeah, the only
1: one living bit, there. It was a bit weird. Um, so I, I'd finished, obviously we'd moved to West Footscray yeah. um, by that point, but when I was in high school, all my year 12 teachers um, had actually known me since I was born. <laughs> so it was, very, it was very freaky that they'd... Actually yeah, like known parents me. Parents
0: teachers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was literally all I think there was like five or six of them and they'd all known me since I was born. So, so what were great. you
0: like at school? Were you good? Were yeah. you were a good girl? I was here. Oh, yes, I mean I it sounds like me. you had so many people <laughs>
1: watching. <laughs> like, you. Probably, yes. And my auntie was actually still working at school, so I really didn't have a choice to no. know. Um no, no, I was I was good. I was um very studious. So my mum would always put into me that, you know, uh study hard, get a career, um, you know, do all the things that you want to do. And that, um, all the other stuff can come later. So I was very, um, you know, adamant studious. that I was going to get, oh, you know, good God. marks. And so I went to uni and I did all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just go back to, so you moved into West Footscray. Yep. And you were at high school then. Did you stay at the same school?
1: Yes. Yeah. So right. I started off Footscray Girls, turned to Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And now I think it's Footscray High, isn't it? Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, I yeah, it yes, I think it is actually. It might be part of the new school that's yes, been set up now yep. as well. So Because I know my boys did basketball there. They used oh. to do it in the gym.
1: Yeah, um, so you know it well.
0: Yeah, so yeah. well vaguely. <laughs> vaguely well. So, um so what did you do when you finished school? What what did you decide to study at U? Um
1: so I went and did um, a degree in applied science, majoring in animal technology. Right, why? Um because I wanted to work with animals.
0: Right. But then it turns as it <laughs> Turned turns out, out human animals <laughs> <instead>. yeah,
1: <laughs> So it turns out it's all um yeah, so there's only a certain amount of jobs that there are available for that kind of industry. Right. So I end up working in um, medical research for nearly eight years.
0: So you finished uni and finished went straight year. into medical, medical research, research. That, with, um, animals. You, with animals? Yes. Okay. So we were
1: we were responsible for the um, humane treatment of animals used in medical research purposes. So where so was
0: that out of? That's really
1: interesting. Um, there's, a, there's a place behind rural Melbourne. Right. Yeah. There's, there's actually there's a lot of places around, but I worked out of that one
0: particularly. Yeah. And, and so now talk to me about Taekwondo. So when did that start happening?
1: Uh, so I started Taekwondo when I was nine years old.
0: Right. Through the school? Did you do it at the school? Or no, no. So
1: mum put me it? in at the YMCA.
0: Why? Just because it was one of those activities that kids can do? Yeah, learn. well,
1: I think she actually wanted to do it herself. Right. So it was a bit of living <laughs> vicariously. So um, she put me in. because She thought, oh, it's you know, it's good for, for everyone to learn martial arts or learn how to defend themselves. But also I think she really wanted to do it herself and never had a chance. <laughs> so I, um, So I started there at the YMCA and funnily enough, that was where I ended up starting my first classes as well. So it's kind of a
0: full circle. full circle. Yeah. So tell me about your career in Taekwondo and then we will go back to your business career. Yeah. But how do you get into Commonwealth Games level?
1: Yeah, so um, I started – so I was training at nine and I got my black belt at about 14. Right. Um, Is
0: that incredibly young for –
1: Oh, no, I think it's about – About right? Right. Okay. I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, So early early years I had a couple of really uh, tough instructors – so yeah. um, two instructors, Matt and Pat, um, their names were, and they were quite hard on me, pushed me to like my in limits. In a good way, or you, a, uh, <laughs> oh, look, look, look! It's 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 made me who I am today. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. It was very old school, old right. school martial arts that you kind of see in the movies, kind of that kind of thing. So that was always, I was always fun and interesting. So, um, I trained up. Uh, I got my black belt, and then I started competing. I first started in sparring, so the fighting stuff. Right. Um, and then realised I just didn't have the um mentality for so it. So that's like
0: a different arm of or leg or yes. whatever it might be.
1: Yes, know. exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. so um, that's probably the more common one that you see. Yeah. So people go in and they they fight against each other in the ring for points and
0: right. scoring
1: and winning um, medals, et cetera. So I did try my hand in that but unfortunately I just don't have the temper for it. Yeah. So I used to, <laughs> I used to lose my temper a lot. So, um, so I decided that uh, I didn't want to dedicate my martial arts career to um, – to belting people up and losing my temper, right? I had to Although kind handy of handy that
0: you can do that. Yes. Does anyone want to cross <laughs> you the wrong true. way?
1: <laughs> yeah. So then, um, so then I I try my hand at what's called pumse, which yeah. is the artistic side.
0: So and what is, what's that? There's that learning poses and I mean I only know Karate <laughs> Kid. <laughs>
1: yes. <Yeah. laughs> so, like so think of like Karate Kid, you know, with the kata and that that they do the
0: the sequence of movements. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's that. Uh, so you can actually do, kind you do things. that as
0: as uh, an arm of Taekwondo. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like a performance.
0: And so, where did it take you? Tell me.
1: Um, so, uh, about 2000, I entered uh, state national championships. That's where it all started. Uh, in what's called creative Pumse. Yeah. So you create your own. Um, sequence of movements to what was music back then. Yeah. So it kind of matched the music, that kind of stuff, performed in front of judges. Um, wow. From, I, don't yeah. th- it's a, <laughs> it's I love so these rich.
0: interviews for the things that you learn. <laughs> All these I didn't even things. know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's called Freestyle now. They changed the name. But, okay. Um, yeah, so I went on to win um, numerous state titles and then three national titles. Wow. Went overseas into Korea um, what was
0: that like? The that North, was South Korea, North South,
1: Korea. Uh, uh, South Korea. So right. in Seoul, so um, went and competed for Australia in the Korean Open. How
0: was that? That was
1: it. Was fun. It was interesting. Yeah,
0: I bet. So, and how did you yeah. go as an Aussie? Because presumably some of those oh, people were up are, are, from birth.
1: Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So I think at the time, I think I was ranked 14th in the world. So that wasn't it. Wasn't too oh bad for my, my God, first try. Christy, that's <laughs> but, but it was um, it was more the experience. You yeah. know, you go, you eat, sleep, train. That kind of thing, in a dormitory, and that yeah. and with the Koreans, and you've seen a lot of other countries that came over. So you got to learn, learn about their yeah, culture. Yeah, great. I mean, it's great experience stuff. for you yeah. as, a, as
0: a. How old were you then, roughly?
1: Uh about 21, 22 okay. or something.
0: Yeah. So at that stage, were you thinking, "That's it? I'm going to be a professional athlete."
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, so training at the end, um, what's it called? The Australian Institute of Sport.
0: Yep. Oh, you yep. went up to Canberra. Yeah, went
1: up to Canberra. We trained there as well. Um, and training with various people all over Australia to try and gain knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, so after that, the next step was for this particular component of Taekwondo was the Commonwealth Games, as far as you could go. Yeah. So the Commonwealth Games in 06 came up, which was Melbourne. Mm -hmm. But um, we were – Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But we ended up in Brisbane because – Taekwondo wasn't very well recognized in the Tom right. Games, so we ended right. up at Brisbane, which was fine. Um, did the whole opening ceremony. That Hang on there. a minute.
0: Are you saying so, the Commonwealth <laughs> Games was being held in Melbourne, Melbourne, but they put all the Taekwondo people yeah, in I, Queensland? I, I
1: think there was a few. That's really weird. I think there was a few sports that were played in different states, just right purely on. purely because I don't think they could fit it all
0: into the into one, the oh, one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, again, didn't know that. I'm learning so much. It's from based you.
1: on, I think a lot of it's based on popularity and what people are going to. Right, Watch. so they
0: tuck you away in a tiny little yeah. place in the back of Queensland. <laughs> Queensland in
1: Brisbane. So that was, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, so I went and competed for the Commonwealth Games and I won um, gold medal at the Commonwealth. <sighs> Stop it. Yeah, oh so
0: goodness.
1: that was good. Yeah. That was probably the, um, the, the highlight of my career. And then after that point, because creative films say, wasn't as recognised. Um, that was as far as you could go. So,
0: what do you do when you've dedicated your life at that stage? Well, that's to it. You kind of go Ooh. to that career. What, what did you? I mean,
1: yeah, I just like you know what? I think maybe it's time to stop and give back. Right. And that's when that's I when I started the the club. So,
0: right. That's how it all came about. Amazing. Okay, so where is it? Where's the club based?
1: Um, so at the moment, um, I've got my full time centre in Maidstone. Yep. Yep. So um, it's just on Commercial Street there, next to Mama. West, ah, oh, West who I'm yes. also going to be interviewing. There you go, Sheridan. Fantastic. Yes.
0: Okay. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about what it's like setting up a business. So, you've lived oh. in the area for a long time, but in a comp- and done a completely different career. Yep. And obviously, you had come from science as well yes. and and animals. So. Different. Why? Did, firstly, why did you stop that job? Was that because of the games?
1: Um, no, no, I was still I was still able to juggle both. Right. Um, but in the end, um, working medical research was a lot of doom and gloom. Yeah. So, um, especially
0: with the animals, I would have thought. Yeah,
1: exactly right. And I don't think people realise how long the process is to be able to prove one theory. Right. So there's a lot of you know. Um, Negative vibes, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, Path was taking me a different way. Um, I had started another business by then as well, which was dog grooming. Oh, um, as you do. As you do, just, just, you know, to pay the bills. Um, Yeah, yeah, so I was dog grooming on the side as well as um, opening up the club. So I did those both simultaneously. So in the end I just didn't have the time to 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 keep. So what's it like
0: setting it up? Did you get any funding to, I mean, how did you get started?
1: Um, So I just, on my own back, I just thought, oh, you know what, if I'm going to give back, I'm just going to open up. a couple of classes a week down at the local YMCA. Right.
0: See who's who's
1: interested um, and take it from there. So I – I've so, at first were
0: you thinking it was going to be a business, or were you thinking no. this is what I'm going to do on the side? This is just it's just Fun. for the love of it. Oh, yeah. I love it that it's turned that, into a business. That's really. you
1: know, it's only really just turned into a, a business probably the last few years, really. Right. Um, before that, it was just the love of
0: it. Okay, yeah. so what were you do- So, how did you set it up, and what were you doing to bring in some money while it was growing?
1: Oh. Well, yeah. So that's why I was still working the dog grooming on the side. Yeah. Um. So that was paying my bills while I was trying to set up. The base for for the club, yeah. Um, and it was just how happened. did you how did you
0: let people know about it? Even
1: it was um so like you know local newspaper,
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know flyers, all the old school before yep. social media stuffing. All yes, that kind exactly of thing. right. Okay. Yeah, and word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth is well uh, that works massive. really
0: fast, particularly in this area. I think yes. if you good, but I mean it wouldn't have worked if the, if they weren't if you weren't.
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly right. So I just I was lucky enough to get some really great uh friends i would i would call them not just students but they're my friends that started that started the business off and then it just kind of grew from there
0: right so when did you make the leap from leaving um the ymca YMCA.
1: so um i went into a full-time center not where i am now that was a couple of years later so how long ago
0: are we talking? This is so this now. is like fourteen years ago. Fourteen years ago. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. sort of two thousand and seven ish.
1: Yeah. So around there. Um. And then I was there for about two years. And then still there was just running it by yourself. Running it I mean, by myself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit of a. I think there was a bit of an economic economic downturn. Um. And I noticed a bit of a slump. Yep. And I That'll couldn't be afford.
0: Right. The GFC was yes. two thousand and eight. Two thousand and nine. Yeah. So that
1: that did affect um did affect it. So I had to move back into. Um YMCA. I went back to Westwood Square primary. Okay. They were nice enough to uh, let me use the gym. Yeah. And I just rebuilt from there. So over the years I just kept building and building students until it was about two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So about two thousand seventeen I went out and I got another lease which was good a
0: couple of years, before
1: couple of years I <laughs> yeah no, oh that was trying but yeah so then um so, so set once up you full had time again.
0: big space how do you get more people to come i mean was it or were you at that stage exploding anyway and so you needed the space for the i
1: needed yeah i needed the space i needed um somewhere that was fixed yep so that um we had somewhere to go to and we can use all the time
0: yep okay so we
1: had a little bit more flexibility and the opportunity for people to come and use it whenever they please um so a home base really for the students yeah um, so that, that happened and, uh, we were going really well until COVID happened. So what happened
0: with COVID? I mean, God, <laughs> uh, it was it was such a challenge for everyone, uh, but how, because for you, if it was in person, did you move on to Zoom or what did you do? No, I
1: did move to Zoom.
0: Well done. That was,
1: yeah, <laughs> had, to, had to be done, had to be done, but not just, not just financially, but for, for everybody's mental health and wellbeing yes. and for mine as well. Yeah. Because I, if I'm not training, I'm, like, completely depressed. I'm and, going and insane. It
0: was, it was the isolation from everyone was so hard. So Zoom kind of worked. So are you doing any of it online still? Do you just still? Because one of the things I think with Zoom that's great is you can start to pull in people outside of the area that you normally would. Did you find that happening?
1: Yeah, I got a few um, from further, like, out east
0: And that way, but not sort of Perth or Darwin.
1: No, no, I didn't. I didn't extend um, my reach that far. Yeah. Um, but it was more for the people that were currently training, and then they get to see each other.
0: Yes. As well, so we'd have a
1: little bit of a chat, and everyone say hi on you know little squares on Zoom and that kind of stuff. But also because everyone was so locked down that you know the, the physical part of it, they weren't getting out and about. No. So it was just to keep them active as well. So, everybody, you know, even now gives really positive feedback on the Zoom classes. I bet. It's very yeah. bonding,
0: isn't it, to yes. go through that kind of thing together. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. Yeah. As well. Yeah.
0: So, um, in the time that you've run the business and, you know, yours could have run smoothly with no ups or downs, but it's very rare that I speak to a business owner like that. Have there been a couple of challenges? And, and I mean, obviously um, COVID is one of them, but things that you've had happen along the way where, at the time you think, oh, my God, this is a disaster, but actually it took you in a different direction or made you do something differently that was kind of positive in the long run? Have you got any stories like that you can yeah, share? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think one of the the main challenges that I've faced was being a female uh, martial arts instructor. It wasn't <laughs> – <I bet. laughs> wasn't. Um, I, I, I had a lot of people come up to me and basically say that you won't succeed.
0: Yeah, Um, nice (laughs) this isn't yeah
1: yeah you know
0: if they if they can't say anything nice they wouldn't say yeah yeah like you know yes yeah um yeah
1: and and i think it's it's really resolved around that it was the whole getting past like particularly people coming into the club yeah uh coming into train there was a lot of uh perception that you needed to be male or there needed to be a male in charge. So I would get people coming in um, and literally I remember one instance they'd walked into my full-time studio and the gentleman had brought his son, yeah. teenage son, and he's like, I'm like, hi, how can I help you? And then he's like, oh, um, I want to talk to the boss. To, to the boss. <laughs> I want to talk to the, the you know, the, the master instructor. I said, yep, that's me. And he literally looked me up and down and then he's like kind of gone to walk out. I'm like, oh, um, um, okay. Did I say something? Yeah. To did I say you? something wrong? He said, "Oh, look, no, thanks," and then walked down. Wow. And you just felt like saying, "Look, just give me five minutes on the mat." Yeah. And and, and I, I'll show you. I'll show you <laughs> <laughs> in one way or another. But you know that it's it's just so. So how have
0: you got around you know, that just from keeping going? Just just push forward. Just push forward,
1: Um, and I've learned not to take it personally.
0: Yeah, because it isn't personal. It's It's just they're not even seeing you really. They're just seeing a woman.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. So, and I think since then, I've definitely found more people that are fitting for my my community and my club. That um, that there's no egos. So the people that are egotistical and you know if they want to fight and they have they can go. You know they have gone somewhere else and that's fine. So do
0: you teach that style that you? became Australia's number 1 at the the um the the, the Pumse. Yeah, pumsei Yeah,
1: yeah, so moment. it's a strong um Pumse influence, but it's more traditional influence. So um I've got a very traditional background, so I teach all the traditional old school Right. kind of style rather yeah. than the new
0: school sparring fight style. And t- tell me a bit then about your students. Do you have a lot of girls as well as guys or do you have more girls than guys? Like how's it no, playing it's, out? No, it's
1: literally, I did the numbers the other day just out of curiosity and it's literally 50-50.
0: Fantastic.
1: Which is amazing. It is you know? amazing. Yes. but you,
0: but, but you're one of the very few people I would think who's – I
1: I think so. I think so. Because I remember when I was younger, I was the only female for a very, very long time at my club. Right. Um, And I was trained like one of the boys. Yeah. And I could imagine that it would still have that stigma in a lot of places, but- it just seems like everybody kind of gravitates.
0: So, how do you? How are you doing things differently? Do you think what, what's the difference between, say, your business and a male? But, you know, I don't want to say male, male. run, but a t- more traditional, traditional run.
1: Yeah. So, I think um, one of the students actually put it in perspective for me. And they said it's it's more nurturing. Nice. The environment is supportive and it's nurturing rather than um, the old school will beat it into you. Yeah. You know that kind of you know, big egos and proving things and all that kind of stuff. So, it's more – it's a nurturing, supportive environment that's made of community. Yeah. It's not made from people that just, Are you
0: Are know, coming in just, just coming because in. they want to be exce- excel it's at something. Exactly right.
1: About. Yeah. You come in and you're part of a family. Right. I love yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And so, um, do you work with any other businesses in the local area? I mean, you've grown up and been around here for so <laughs> <I know>. long. <laughs> Are there any that you want to do a shout out and – Oh look! Talk I'll, about people you're working with.
1: Oh look, I think I think big shout out needs to go to literally the commercial street.
0: Yeah, businesses beautiful.
1: because it went from a, a dead end street to this booming, you know, uh, monopoly oh, of fantastic. people. So and and all very unique businesses and personalities as well. So um, I think you know if the one for the crow wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have moved into. You know, my studio. Right. Knowing that, you know, I had What's one physical. for the crow? Um, so that's a vegan cafe. Ah, oh, okay. That's along the strip as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we've also got obviously Mama West.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so Which I'm
0: gonna go and see I think on the weekend <laughs> I'm <laughs> interviewing. So <laughs> we're literally them.
1: side by side. So right. she's um bright big personality so i don't know who's louder me or me or her literally there's a wall between us so oh i love that yeah so there's 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 us there and there's um a couple of new businesses that have just opened up as well so it's it's really thriving oh god down i can't there. wait to get down there now. yeah <laughs> we'll have
0: to, everyone listening you have to get down to commercial street yes in mainston so um along the way we were we just touched on some of the ups and downs have there be is there anything else that stands out to you i mean um, other than COVID, any—I uh, guess I'm sort of looking for any kind of insp- inspirational kind of things that have happened along the way. Is there anything that you can think of? Oh, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot. A that's all right. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. I think, um, particularly what what inspires uh, me and the business to keep going is the changes that it's making in people's lives. Well,
0: talk to me a bit about that. So what? Sort yeah, of, what, tell me some stories. about
1: um, So, like in particular, you'll you'll get a lot of students that. Um, have their own personal challenges whether it be um, some disabilities so whether it be uh, on the spectrum in particular or it might be um, intellectual disabilities Um, but you also got people that just feel like they don't fit in somewhere and they don't feel comfortable in other environments Um, so the LGBTQIA community um, in particular some transgender people that are coming in but they just everybody just feels like
0: Everybody's equal. They're part of a team.
1: Yes. So as soon as you bow onto the mats, everybody's equal. So I think it's really inspiring um, to keep pushing myself to keep yeah. going is that you're making an impact in people's lives. It's not just kicking and punching stuff. It's it's creating um, confidence and a sense of community and they have that support and that friendship
0: yeah, group Which that they can so rely important. on. Yes. So, uh, can you tell me any other stories? You don't have to name names, but of people that have come, maybe with a challenge, and and what it's done to now that they've learned uh, yeah. the taekwondo.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. Um, so there's there's one person in particular that um, uh, he is non-verbal autistic. Right. Um, and his family brought him along. Um. Just in the hope of just doing an activity something Just something yes and they were quite worried and quite concerned that he wouldn't be able to do anything right but he's one of the most capable people even oh, though he can't he can't communicate verbally um, with me or with the other students. he's one of the most capable people. Um, he's
0: just embraced it. And- yes. Flow, so, yes, oh, he he does so he does not
1: need any you know um special treatment or, or special help or anything like that and he simply comes in he trains he can do everything that everybody else is doing yeah whereas I think that a lot of people would have just thought oh no we'll put, put him, him in the corner yes. or in the
0: easy class
1: exactly right yes and not he just must that love that he, he must
0: just love it
1: and he loves coming and seeing his friends as well and he's made so many friendships over the years. Um, So, now he's at what's called a red two belt. So, he's about two or three belts away from black belt and I really hope to get him there because I think that would be, you know, a big achievement for his life.
0: It sounds like it would make a huge difference to him.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, that's one that definitely sticks out for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it! What a what a great. I mean, it must just. Do you bounce out of bed? Can't wait to get into work. Oh yeah, today.
1: No, yeah, Exactly right. Yeah. Just see, see who you know. Who are we going to have today? What are we going to do today? Because it's never it's never boring. It's never boring. Amazing.
0: At the club. <laughs> now, now, one of the guys that I interviewed in the last series had grown up in this area, and I yeah. asked him to tell me a little bit about what it was like when he was younger, and it still stuck in my mind that he said. There were no kids around. You had to knock on people's doors to see if you could find somebody to play soccer with in Kingsville, which is just amazing, isn't it? So, what was it like growing up in Footscray? Tell me. I mean, and in the school. So, what has Barclay Street changed? How has. The area changed.
1: Oh, look it it has it has changed a lot. Um, it's definitely it's definitely cleaned up a bit. Yeah. I remember it being a little bit a little bit a little bit more um dangerous. Dangerous well, certainly yes. Barclay Street. Yes. I, I mean,
0: I've only been here twenty years, but and I've seen massive changes. Yeah. But I can't imagine what it was like as a little girl. Yeah, were there loads of kids for you to? Play with or was this not so much your young family's area?
1: No, no, no. I don't, I don't remember. Like before I moved to West Footscray, um, I don't remember there being a lot of, lot of kids, a lot of families around. Right. But when we moved um, into West Footscray, there was a couple of families in the street yep. that, we, um, that we had to play with. So that was good, but it's definitely not like it is now. Like everybody's very community orientated, everybody's, you know, very friendly and yes. chatty and, and everything like that. It was not like that at all. It was very quiet and reserved right. from what I remember, yeah.
0: Isn't that funny Yeah. how it's changed? Okay, and then um, I have to ask you about favourite cafes, restaurants or places to hang out around here just because there might be people <laughs> listening who are like... You know, we're, this woman knows this area. Go? where are the good places to go? And I know there's new places <laughs> all the time, but just where, where are to... your faves? So obviously next door to you. Yeah, next door to crow. me. One one
1: for the crow. Yes. One for
0: the crow. Um
1: we were just at um Thai Angels on Barclay Street. I just did a a team Thai
0: Angels, yeah. Yeah.
1: I just did a team uh, a leadership team meeting there on Friday. Um where else do we go? Uh, what this, are your faves
0: this. if I said I want to meet you for a coffee, where would you suggest that we meet? Oh. Um,
1: yeah, probably yeah because I'm, I'm more in Eltona so I'm like where can I go but um yeah probably I'd probably go near the club so yeah for the for the ones for the crow there um Dumbos okay. there's another one Maidstone uh yeah so Westwood's Grey. Yeah. yep uh brother Nancy is another one nice yep so nice and local uh, to the club as well yep. yeah so there's a few, few around there yeah
0: nice and what would you say to any other business owner that's maybe thinking about starting up a business around here
1: oh it's 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 an amazing place to start because everybody is so supportive. I agree. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like just and just the people you meet, um, it's blow my mind. (laughs) It it really has. Like it just it keeps blowing my mind every day. I meet somebody new, and and people genuinely want to help. Yep. And they genuinely want to be involved. It's it's, beautiful,
0: isn't it? It it's it's It's
1: not. It's not necessarily for their own. Benefit. No, it's
0: just because they just want to see you get ahead. They,
1: they literally want to, yeah, everyone literally wants to support each other. It's it's really, really amazing. Um,
0: oh, I, I haven't seen it anywhere before. Yeah, no, I yeah. think, I think um, when I moved here it was a small community and I came with, I reckon, the first wave of kind of yuppies from the other side of the city. <laughs> so all of a sudden that was back when Yarraville West had 300 students and now it's got oh, like 1,200 oh, or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it, it's just such a fabulous area and it's just grown and grown and it, it's just amazing. Exactly. All right, so, Christy, if anyone wants to do your course or wants to get hold of you for whatever reason, what's the best way to do it?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, obviously I've got my website. Can so you
0: spell the spell name? Sing. Yes.
1: So Jung Sing, which means the spirit of okay um taekwondo so it's j-e-o-n-g yeah s-i-n yeah uh taekwondo.com.au
0: yeah
1: um otherwise i've got uh, my facebook page
0: yeah
1: um, same name jung sing taekwondo and instagram jung sing tkd
0: okay and, and otherwise on. they can pop down and see you on commercial oh, street yeah in come down
1: and have a chat and i'm always up for a chat or even if you just want to come and check out a class everyone's more than welcome
0: amazing thank you so much what a oh, great thanks. story it's
1: been it's been great actually.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this interview. You can find all our guests on the Maribyrnong Localised website, which is a free resource where you can share your business and what you do. I hope to see you on there.